We're going to be in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, it will be up here behind me. In fact, it already is, but if you want to turn there in your Bibles. I do want to talk a little bit, though, about about living by design. If you have the, uh, the sermon notes, you see that that's what I titled this, Living by Design. You know, we, uh, I think if this week, with the killing of a, a local police officer, a local boy who grew up here, if anything, it teaches us that we have an amazing capacity for good, for bravery, for, for honor, for courage. We have an amazing capacity for good. And it's matched only by our, by our amazing capacity for evil. And we, we literally saw that played out uh, about a week ago. We saw the amazing capacity for good of an officer just trying to do his job and protect the community and the amazing capacity for evil in, in the one who killed him. And so we, we literally see this play out. And, and if you ever watch the news at all, ever, then you know you've seen both sides of this. We have this capacity for altruism. We have this capacity for, for helping others and service and, and all of the good things. And yet, we also have a capacity for, for the worst of evil. Each and every one of us. And the difference, the difference between these two is a choice. The difference between these two, where they come together, where they meet, is at a choice. Are you going to live by design or are you going to use your design against the designer? That's really what this comes down to. There's a, I forget who said it first, uh, but it's one of my favorite quotes. And, and it is, to obey God is to be fully human. Let me say it again. To obey God is to be fully human. See, the irony is, in our society and, and, and mankind since Genesis chapter 3, we have tried to become like God, and so we have used disobedience against God, which we have lost essential humanity in doing. We are essentially made with a purpose, and that purpose is a relationship with God. And so if we are not, not living that purpose then we are using our design against the designer. We are not being fully human. To obey God is to be fully human. So let's see how these verses show us that this morning. Let's see how these lay this out for us. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and I'm going to begin in verse 9. In addition to the teacher being a wise man, he constantly taught the people knowledge. He weighed, explored, and arranged many proverbs. The teacher sought to find delightful sayings and write words of truth accurately. The sayings of the wise are like cattle prods, and those from masters of collections are like firmly embedded nails. The sayings are given by one shepherd. But beyond these, my son, be warned, there is no end to the making of many books, and much study wearies the body. When all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this, fear God and keep his commands, because this is for all humanity. For God will bring every act to judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. 
So let's look at this as we have been over the past uh, year plus. We'll first look at the context, then we'll look at what it says about God, what it says about us, and what it says we need to do now that we know this about God and ourselves. And then we'll look at it phrase by phrase, and then look for the comfort and, and challenge that I think every passage of Scripture presents. So first, the context. The context, the overall context is the book of Ecclesiastes. And if you haven't read, read have you, if you have not read this book, excuse me, if you have not read Ecclesiastes, do it. It's an amazing read. It's, it's a collection of proverbs, um, uh, wise sayings. And, and in fact, Solomon is credited with most of the book of Proverbs also. He was the wisest man on earth. And so he writes all of these things. And, and in Ecclesiastes, he lays out his process. And his process is this. I'm going to try everything. I'm going to deny myself nothing. I'm going to try pain and pleasure, sex, drugs, rock and roll. You name it, I'm going to try it and see what life's about. And it's really in the, in the midst of all of this trying everything, denying himself nothing, he comes to this conclusion. The conclusion is that life is about fear God and keep his commands. That's it. That's what life's really actually about. That's how we live by design. It's how we live according to the designer. That, that's, how, that's how Solomon tr- sums up the entire book of Ecclesiastes. This is the last few verses of the book of Ecclesiastes. Second to last verse of 13 cha- or 12 chapters of stuff of trying everything. And, and Solomon says, this is it. This, this is the key to life. This is how to live. Fear God and keep his commands. For it's that's the, the chief goal of humanity. So what does this say about God? Well, if you look at the entire book of Ecclesiastes, God wants us to know how to live. He wants us to understand what we were made for and, and why we were made. He wants us. He desires us to live in relationship with him and know how that relationship looks. He wants us to live wisely. He wants us to live the purpose he's given us. You hear, Angie mentioned it earlier. You hear me say it all the time from this platform. You are made on purpose with a purpose. On purpose with a purpose. And, and part of that, the base of that, is a relationship with God. And that's what Solomon says here. The basis of, of life is a relationship with God. God wants us to live our purpose. And, he, and wisdom belongs to God. Verse 11 talks about all of these coming from one shepherd. That one shepherd is God. And so all wisdom is God's. And so if we want wisdom, we have to go to God. It's just that simple. You go to the source. And the source of all wisdom is God. And he wants us to know how to live. He wants us to be wise. He wants us to live wisely because, and the proof of that is right here, he gave us his word. And he gave us his word so that we would know how to live. We would know who he is. We would know what he's done for us, and we would know how to live in relationship to him. 
He gave us his word to live by. And it also says in, in the last verse there that God will judge how we live. Did you live wisely? Now, the, the, we saw this judgment in 2 Corinthians 5 a couple of weeks back. That judgment is Jesus sitting on what we know as the Bema seat. And Jesus is, is, is deciding what you have done, weighing what you have done, since you've been saved. Now, that's an important point because sin is already decided at the cross. The cross deals with your sin. So that judgment is not about sin. It is about what you've done since you came to Christ. It's about whether you lived wisely or not. And God will judge that, according to verse 14 there. So what does this say about us? You, you and I are the target, focus, and purpose of the wisdom sayings of God. He wrote the word so that you and I could live wisely. He wrote the word so that you and I could have wisdom. So you and I are the target, focus, and purpose of the wisdom of God in, his, in the word of God. And you are designed to live in relationship to God. Uh, some, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about using either a pocket knife or a kitchen knife as a pry bar or a screwdriver or, you know, we, we do it all the time and it does okay, but it often does damage to do it because it's not what it was designed to do. What it was designed to do is cut. And so when we use a kitchen knife or a pocket knife, the way it was designed, it works awesome. When we use it against its design, it does damage. Life is the same. Life lived by design, life lived in relationship with God works. Life lived apart from God does not and will do damage. You will damage your life and the lives of others. We were meant to live in relationship to God. And it also says that we can live wisely. Now, I don't know, as I get older, wisdom is one of the things that I, I, I seem to be most important to me. You know, there maybe was a time in my younger years that I thought wisdom was, was just go out and try stuff until, and, and, and get hurt, you know? <laughs> but as I get older, wisdom becomes a, a greater and greater thing to me. We can have wisdom. We can live wisely. It's possible for us if we simply follow God, if we simply do what it says here, fear God and keep his commands, if we do what the what my quote says, obey God so that we are fully human. You want to know your full self? Try obeying God. You'll find out who you really are. You'll find out your true humanity. So what must we do? We must study and know the word of God. If it, it's given to us in order for us to have wisdom. In order for us to know what a relationship with God would look like. You must study this. You want to know, you want to know uh, uh, what decision to make? Read this. You want to know what's right and wrong? Read this. You want to know how to live wisely? Read this. This is given to us so that we can live wisely. And the other, the other part of this is we must fear God. Now, I want, I want to explain 
the fear, because this is not ter- being terrified of God. And this is not a paralyzing fear of God. This is, this is an awe of God. And in awe of his love and his mercy, his grace, his compassion, his forgiveness, his provision, his protection. We, in fact, fear God not because we think his hand will come upon us in sin, we fear that his hand will be removed from us in disobedience. If we are not following God, his hand of blessing is going to be removed. His hand of guidance is going to be removed. We don't fear God because of what he's going to do for us for sin. Sin has been judged at the cross. We fear, fear that God will remove his hand from our life if we're disobedient. That's fear of God. That's the fear of God that, that he talks about here. We need the hand of God in our life. We need his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his protection, his provision, his, his guidance. We need God involved in our lives, and we were meant for it. We were made by design to live in that relationship. So if we're going to live our lives by design, we're going to live in relationship to God. So let's look at this uh, at, at verse 13, phrase by phrase. When all has been heard, the conclusion is this. And I'll say again, if you've never done so, read Ecclesiastes. It's, it's an incredible book because Solomon just lays out all of the different things he tries. He tries everything. He says several times, I denied myself nothing. He tries everything. And he comes to this conclusion. Life is about a relationship with God. Life is about obeying God and being in awe of God. That's what life is actually about. And again, we obey God not because we're afraid that his hand will come upon us in sin. We obey God because we do not want him to remove his hand from our life. We do not want his guidance to be gone. We don't want his protection to be gone, his provision to be gone, his love, his mercy. We don't want any of those things removed from us because of our disobedience. Fear God and keep his commands. We, we kind of, over time, lose our awe of God, don't we? We talk so much about his love and forgiveness and grace, and, and, and we talk so much about it that we forget who he is. We forget that that he is the creator and sustainer of everything we see, everything we know. We lose our awe of God. And and it's easy to do in in uh, in the sense of when you hear our society, because our society is just full of noise. It's, it's just full of everything that's trying to distract you from time with God. Everything that's trying to distract your thoughts from thinking about God. Everything that, that if you hear everything like Solomon did, you would come to the same conclusion. Now, I know that may, may not seem true, but, it, but Solomon came to this conclusion. He heard everything, and he comes to this conclusion. Life is about fearing God and obeying his commands. Now, the, the word for commands here, it's not the word for, uh, like, commandments, like the Ten Commandments. It's the, the word for 
teachings or precepts, concepts. It is how God says we should live. He has. He is God. He gets to choose how we come into relationship with him. We do the same thing with other people, right? We decide how, how someone can approach us. We decide how the boundaries of a relationship with someone. God's done the same thing. And this is how God has designed it. We are to be in relationship with him by obeying him and, and following his teachings. That's it. We're, we, we initially come into a, a relationship with God through Christ. No other way. Through Christ, because it's the way God intended. It's the way God set up. You will approach me through my son, whom I sent to die in your place for sin. You will approach me through him. And then we come into relationship with God, and, and, and so we fear that he will remove his hand from us, and we obey what he says. We try and live the way he says to live. Because this is for all humanity. Now, most translations have this, this is all for humanity, or this is the, the, uh, the whole duty of humanity. And, and all of those translations are possible, but uh, honestly, I like this is all for humanity because it just shows this is what we were designed to do. You want to live by design, then live this life. Fear God and keep his commands. You want to live in relationship with God the way we were designed to live, then live in this way. Fear God and keep his commands. It's what we were meant for. It was, it's what we were made for. It's what we were designed for. We were designed for fellowship with God. You know, we, uh, we talk a lot about fellowship, especially in this church, because, well, we do that really well here. And we talk about fellowship, and, and you can tell that we are made for fellowship because we enjoy that time. And if you, you are not a churchgoer, if you, uh, if you are, you don't go to church on Sundays and get that fellowship, then you find it someplace else. You find it in your bowling league, or you find it in your sewing league, or you find it at the bar, or you find it at work with a group of people. You, you find fellowship because we're made for it. We're made for that fellowship, and that, we were made for that fellowship with God. Live by design means living in fellowship with God. It means fearing God and keeping his commands. The uh, Westminster Catechism puts it this way. It says, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's simple, isn't it? It's just as simple as, as what Solomon tells us. This is what it's all about. Fear God and keep his commands. That's what, after I've tried everything else, denied myself nothing, this is what life's really about. Fear God and keep his commands. Live in obedience to God. So what are the comfort and the challenge of this passage? The comforts to this are, are that, that you and I are the target focus and purpose of the, the wisdom sayings of God, the wisdom writings of God, you and I have been given this so that we would know how to live, so that we could be wise and live wisely. We've been given this. 
we are the, you and I are the target focus and purpose of the wisdom of God. You and I, you and I know from these, this passage that we were, we were given this wisdom so that we could live wise. It's possible for us to live a wise life. It's possible for us to live wisely if we just live by design. We just live according to, the, to how we were designed. The challenge of this verse Challenge is, is really pretty simple. You got to open this. You got to open this because as soon as you open this, it opens you. That, that's how the, the word is living and active. Is when you open this, it opens you. And it, and it roots out things in your life that, that aren't according to God's commands. So if you want to live a wise life, open this. It will change your life. It is written not to inform you, it's written to transform you. And it does exactly that. If you'll just open it and let it open you. To obey God is to be fully human. You want to you know your true self. You, you want to know your full humanity. Try obeying God because that's what we were made to do. Live by design. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment. I've said many times here that, that we were made, we were designed for fellowship with God. Fellowship with God is only possible in the way he provided. And, he, and what he provided was Jesus, his son. His son came here, fully God and fully man. And he took on the sin of the world. He took on your sin so that you can be restored in relationship with God. If you, if you have never accepted that, if you have never placed your trust in Christ, you can this morning. If you're still trusting what you can do and not what he has done, you can, you can take a step of faith this morning. It's as simple as a prayer, and you can follow along in your own words and just simply say, God, I, I know that I have sinned in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I'm going to trust that Jesus died on the cross to pay my price. He died so that I could, could live. And so I'm going to ask you to forgive me, not because of anything I can do, but because of what Jesus has done. I'm going to ask you to come into my life and empower me to live wisely. If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Let one of our deacons know. Elbow your neighbor and let them know. Maybe this morning you know Christ. But what you're listening to is the world and not the voice of God. Maybe it's being drowned out. You're still stuck in hearing all of the other stuff. Will you commit right now to hearing from God, from opening his word and hearing his voice so that we can live wisely, so that we can be fully human?
Father, thank you for this, your word. We thank you, Father, for this reminder. We thank you that we were designed to live in relationship with you. And we thank you for reminding us this morning that it's about your voice. It's about hearing from you and obeying. Help us to do that. Help us to hear your voice over the, over the clamor of the world. Help us to hear you clearly that we might follow. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.